Irving By the Lyon. way, my boss, Daniel, mm-hmm. just texted me, hey, can you call Matt the driver? I have like 10 deliveries right now. <laughs> to which I'm about to respond, dude, you close at 9. Matt the driver. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Neil Young. Red, white, and blue, baby. The Canadian loves America, too, doesn't he? Unbelievable. Probably the first Canadian devil of America. That's true. Well, besides... Besides Drake. Well, Trudeau probably likes America, too. We help him out with trades and whatnot. But welcome into From the Newsweeds. I'm Seamus Doyle alongside Patrick O'Leary. Taylor, the great producer, is here as well. Um... We have a big show today, and it's going to be one of my favorite shows. And I should have told Taylor to cue up the applause button because, you know, that's his job. But um, listen, I regret not asking him to cue it up. It's my fault. I wasn't prepared for this. But Vince Lobiondo is absent today. And this gives me an opportunity Uh, to... Yay, ladies and gentlemen. He is uh, currently at the Wells Fargo Center in South Philadelphia watching the 76ers Try to beat the uh, Phoenix Suns down there. And at last time we checked... They're up nine right now. The Sixers. The Sixers are up nine against that hell of a team. Um, That Doc Rivers, by the way... (laughs) Doc Rivers, by the way, was fawning over the Phoenix Suns uh, during his interview with Tom McGinnis tonight. But uh, you know what? Uh, That's... that's, It is what it is. But so Vince is watching the game tonight. He's a big Sixers fan. And obviously the Sixers are in the news right now because every NBA team is in the news. Uh, trade deadline season. I get just as excited about the NBA trade deadline as I do for the baseball trade deadline. Let's be honest. <laughs> that was a perfectly timed one. Thank you, Taylor. <laughs> he finally got one right. I threw a curveball right down the middle of the plate. It hung a little bit for you. But um, nonetheless, Taylor did his job correct. Uh, first time in years, 65 episodes or so. And he finally mastered the uh, sound effects, which I was about to call side effects, but uh, I caught myself. Okay. Oh, that's a great one. That's a good one, too. You know but, what? We should just leave with that. <laughs> but All right. And thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We can bring zero substance to the table without Vince breaking down an NFC championship game. Um, I, and honestly, I'm more relieved that we're not going to be breaking down the, the, uh, the pro ball. He's gonna. He would have said, "Hey, Kyler Murray threw a pick six in the Pro Bowl. I can't believe it." To which I would say to to him, "Kyler Murray should be in the goddamn Pro Bowl." All right, I'm sorry. That's not. Thanks for ruining the show, there, Taylor. But the NBA trade deadline is Thursday at four o'clock, and I have a lot of notes written down because I'm I'm S Taylor. I am like the king of preparation. I'm like preparation H is what I am. What do you got? What do you got on that Kings Pacers trade? Uh, I I think it's a good trade for the Kings, and I'll tell you why. The Kings are going to go uh, win a title this year, but in all seriousness, is acquiring James Harden. That's that's the buzz, right? That's been the buzz on Twitter ever since. What's his name? Uh, which one tweeted that one out that that they are uh, trying to pursue? Uh, James Harden uh, about what? three days ago oh, was that Shams? Shams? Yeah. So Shams. Shams so Shams goes uh, sets the world on fire. The world meaning Sixers Twitter, and I'm at work and I'm saying to myself, "What the hell's going on?" Because I look at the group chat and it's "fuck you, Shamus, fuck you, Shamus." <laughs> I'm like, "What the hell happened? Like, did the Pope die? Like, I don't like what happened." And uh, I find out that uh, Shams tweeted something that everyone already knew was a thing. 
So uh, it's like nope. I kind of don't understand. Everyone knew that we were uh, pursuing Harvey. Yeah, that's not what he tweeted. Everyone though. knew. That's, that's not what he exactly tweeted. Exactly what he tweeted. It's not what he tweeted. He tweeted Pull up the, the tweet. Nets, he tweeted that the Nets were finally open to talks around Harden. I know, but like the way you guys reacted was absurd, and it was the Nets were never open before Friday. That's that was the reporting was that the Nets were never open to trading him but until it came out Friday. Fair enough, but there was premature celebrations going on in there. Obviously, because I mean, it, there's willingness to trade at that point, and there was none before. When when you have an opening, it's it, it's exciting as hell. Yeah, that's true. So uh, James Harden, I like him for many reasons, most of them all off the court. Um, we can relate in different ways. I like his beard. I've said it before on the show that I think he's the most handsome NBA player uh, actively right now besides Embiid. Um, and actually, the, the Greek guy, no, the uh, Lithuanian guy on the on the goddamn, what the hell is his name? I forget his name, but he's a Lithuanian guy. He's pretty handsome, too. Um, he's on one of the uh, teams that were involved in those trades today. He's either Demontis on the Sabonis. No, not Sabonis. Um, I don't know. We'll figure it out later. But uh, anyway, James Harden. <laughs> Is there a random tweeting? <laughs> James Harden. Mm-hmm. He comes to Philadelphia. Say he's a Sixer on 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 Friday night, which is their first game back, right from the deadline. Yeah. Um. Uh. Do you think that like Harden's acquisition alone sets up a clear path, at least in the East, for the yeah. Sixers to be the favorites? Yes. Uh, it favorites? honestly does. Not, I don't know about favorites because you still have the Nets with beefing up their defense with Ben if they get Ben. And I, I assume um, that you don't think uh, 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 who the hell's in the in the lead right now in the East? Uh, uh, Bulls. The Heat and the Bulls. The, 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 the Heat and the Bulls. I assume that you don't think that that's going to last very long. Like when the dust settles, they ain't going to be there. Uh, I'm not saying that the Heat won't. I don't think the Bulls will because I mean, and even if they are, we've shown that we can beat them. Uh, yeah, they've been a little shorthanded. But the first two times we played them, they were full strength. Uh, This third time, they were not. Uh, But I don't think that they can stay up there with teams that are actual like championship contenders like we could potentially be. Um, Joel Embiid, I know in his interview, did say that he thinks this team is championship contenders. Obviously, he has to say that. He's not going to come out and say no. You're referring to the Mike Missanelli interview. Yes. Um, But, I mean, he said that on multiple occasions. Maury said that on every occasion he can. Just to show that they're not desperate, which eh, they kind of are a little bit, just because they got to get the salary off the books when it comes to Ben, um, <clears throat> and you're trying to get a salary off the books in Tobias Harris, but that's a different story. Um, but Harden, I mean, gives you a real chance because he's actually a guy that can space the floor. He can, he's a point guard that we need that can kind of calm the game down, take charge of the game. Um, I think that his and Embiid's two man game would be one of the best in the NBA. The games, they're going to be four hours long because the two of them rack, are going to rack up more foul shots than God himself. Well, I like that because, you know, yeah. as a baseball purist. <laughs> but here's the thing. The games are going to be four hours long, but we're probably going to win every game if they're four hours long because you're going to be getting like 40 foul shots a night at that point, it feels like, when you have a guy like Embiid that's already averaging probably, what, 15 to 20 a night? So I was talking to Vince about this, um, this <clears throat> potential uh, Harden acquisition but I was also playing devil's advocate, which I'm known to do, right, Taylor? And uh, he wasn't happy, uh, I don't think, by my line of questioning. I said, okay, what if this James, what if Maury can't get James Harden? Well, he's just going to wait until the summer. Again, this is me going back to the, there's always going to be an excuse for Daryl Maury, even if he doesn't get this done. If he's like the best GM in the world, which he's labeled as by a lot of people, certainly coming into Philadelphia, shouldn't he be able to get the Harden thing done? And I said it before, like, if he does, I will praise him. 
But like, I don't understand like how that's being like a Maury hater. That is just more of like a realistic thing to do. Well, I mean, a lot of your, a lot of what you've said has also been like, oh, Maury isn't good. Well, I mean, you, like you're kind of like just taking shots at him for no reason, but then you're at the end going, oh no, no, just like if he gets this done though, like well, that's not but, how you approach it. Like, well, that's how I approach it. It's that's like, a terrible what have you done for it. me lately? That's that's <clears throat> what it is. What has he done for us lately? The Seth Curry trade. That's I mean, what he's that done for still, us lately, that which was, was great. Now trade him again and get done. James Harden. That's all I'm saying. I think that like there there should be criticism of Maury if Friday comes and Ben Simmons is still on this team. There should be criticism. Because that's your job. But at the same time, it's, I mean, like, I wouldn't mind if, if we can get him in the offseason. And that's If we certainly, can't get him in the offseason, then, yeah, Maury did a shit job. But it's certainly but, punting this season. It's yeah. like, if like if Ben Simmons is still on this roster on Friday, I don't know that, like, we are, like, well, we're certainly not finals contenders. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, you're punting away a season, like, one of Embiid's best seasons, probably going to get the MVP this year. So it's like a tough situation, but it all goes back to Ben, right? It all mm-hmm. goes back to his selfishness. We know the story, but you have a guy in Maury that obviously uh, has a relationship with James Harden, mm-hmm. obviously can get make something happen. It seems like the stars should be aligning uh, for the 76ers and for Daryl Morey right now because yes. Harden wants to get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. So, Despite everything that Steve Nash says, which usually when a coach is there saying, oh, yeah, he's here, he's not complaining, blah, 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 that's usually when he is. I mean, and the guy's, like, this tonight's going to be the third night that he's missed. It's like... Yeah. And, and today, when he was at shoot-around, he looked perfectly fine, and somebody literally just walked up and asked him on the way out, hey, like, are you playing tonight? And he was like, no. So they're using the tight hamstring excuse, which... The easiest injury to fake in the NBA. It's the easiest, easiest injury to fake. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Allegedly. I hope by by Friday. Actually, by a physical therapy student that we know, he said that it is the easiest injury to fake. So we have... Good medical sources. We have on that we one, have Taylor. legit medical friends, Taylor. Like I don't I don't well, know. He, he he allegedly is faking it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, oh yeah, oh, absolutely yes, right. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right, Taylor. I thought you were saying it was allegedly. No, he's no. injured to fake. Well, we don't want to get sued by Harden because God forbid if he comes to the 76ers and he still can't play on Friday or whatever. You know, he. I mean, even does. if he does get traded Thursday, Thursday he's not going to play Friday. No, nah, probably not. But I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, what you mean. James Harden, a Philadelphia 76er on Friday. Taylor, do you think it's going to happen? No. No, and why? Why not? Is there like any reason, or is that just like uh, got history says that blockbuster all star level players do not get traded right before a trade deadline? It usually happens during the off season. Okay, all right, and um, all right, but this is also like a question that I have for you. Say he can't get Harden, right? He has to wait until he can't what he can't get a hard on uh, for Harden. But say he can't get James Harden, right? By Friday, okay, or on Thursday, whatever it is. It's Thursday, right? Thursday, yeah. So say that doesn't happen. He's got to do something, right? I mean, he's got to at least, like we, I was talking to Pat, he's got to dump Toby's contract. He's got to, or trade Toby. He's got to do something. For what? That's like, the biggest issue now, what? though, is like, especially. It's, it's not but like. But like, what is, is he going to like stand Pat potentially or? Yes. Really? Okay. And the Tobias contract is a hefty one to handle. Like, I'm not just saying Tobias. I'm saying like period. Like, is he going to like just not do anything if the Harden thing doesn't materialize? I, I don't really. Unless Dame suddenly wants to leave in the next 36 hours, like no, like I, I don't really know what you wanted to like to happen. 
I don't know. It's just that'll I mean, be extremely frustrating. It would be nice to get off the Harris contract, but to be fair to him, he is playing very well the last couple games, including um, tonight, by the way. Yeah, including tonight. So if he continues that play, that's not as big of a detractor as it has been in the past. Um, <clears throat> but getting off that contract in the off season, if we don't get hard, well, that's a must. Is, obviously, yeah, obviously a must because you need to free up cap space. I mean, the um, the holy shit trade move already happened. That was today. What the, the, the Kings the and Kings. Pacers? Yeah, that that trade was fucking ridiculous. That's that trade like that was, was so a massive stupid. trade, comparable for like trade deadline stuff. Yeah, stuff like that. You think that's going to be the blockbuster of the trade yes. deadline? That one? Wow. So that's the Woj bomb of the trade deadline. Yes. How about that? All right, we're going to have to wait. Yeah, um, unless Harding comes here, because that that would get <laughs> no, that would get way more press if Simmons finally gets traded and James Harden comes to I'd Philadelphia. Put, I'd, I'd put it at like eight percent of that happening. All right, but I'm just saying if it does, that'll be the move of the deadline. I, I'm I'm saying yes. No, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm saying not in Philadelphia alone. I'm just saying around basketball. Well, I mean, yeah. around ben, the NBA has been such a national story already. That, yeah, it yeah. would be the biggest story. Of probably the past like three months, and literally the only reason why I like will have sort of a hard time saying goodbye to Ben Simmons <laughs> is because like if he's on the Sixers roster, that me- which he is, that means he has to come to the facility like every once in a while. Like he has to have shit at the Wells Fargo Center, right? So well, he has people that can just grab it for him. I know, it. but like I- I'm just like hanging on to the to the very very minute possibility of me running into Maya Jama. <laughs> And, and stealing her away from Ben Simmons. Well, the interesting part, honestly, is that uh, another report came out today from uh, Sam Amick of The Athletic, and he said that uh, people within Simmons' camp have said to him, if you don't get traded before the deadline, we would really encourage you to go back and play. But that's Because, one, that'll raise your trade value. Absolutely. You really if you're Ben there. Simmons, you should do that. Yeah, I mean, he should have been doing that already this season, but that's besides the point. But here's the problem. Um, Ben Simmons like hasn't played basketball, obviously. Yeah, NBA level ba- basketball with NBA level players mm-hmm. in how long? I to be fair, to be honest, I'm not really that worried about that because he is a very good athlete to begin with. I would be way more worried about <clears throat> his willingness to participate and his uh, mood while around the team, that kind of shit. Like just because honestly, like the biggest thing for Simmons or the biggest thing for this team right now is this year they've actually really bonded. Like, even Joel Embiid himself said it. In the past, he's never really been hanging out with the team after. He's always gone home and just played video games. This year, he's started going to team dinners. They've started hanging out outside. They have group chats together. Like, everything, I think, especially even the Simmons situation, kind of backfired on a lot of people, on what a lot of people were thinking. They were thinking he would divide the team, break them apart. No, it's made them a lot stronger. Like, I, I just have seen that. Uh, just through their social, like interacting with each other on the court, that kind of stuff. Embiid's definitely gotten better, like as a teammate, and he yeah. like admitted that. <clears throat> and you and see him as a leader now. Like in the past, he wasn't, he wasn't really that much of a leader. Like you had Butler here the one year, so he was a little bit more of that leader role. But I think Joel, like obviously, is kind of at the point where he knows that he's the face of this franchise. Yeah, he knows that he's one of the best players in the league. He yeah. knows that. Yeah, um, he's going to stay humble about it, but he knows that he kind of has to take on that leadership role. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, uh, Daryl Morey, if he has the brains that everyone says he does, is in constant <laughs> contact with Joel Embiid on like all like yeah. roster decisions and everything else. So. No, yeah, I mean, they're like best friends. So That's and they, the good wait, part about that. Do you hate how people like portray Morey, or do you hate Morey? No, I don't, I don't hate Morey at all. I think it's unfair how 
when he came into this city. The how, way he's portrayed. The, the way he's portrayed, sure. Yes. I mean, because you look at him, what he did with the Rockets was was amazing. I mean, but they didn't win anything. And he. The, the, I mean, they were very damn close multiple times. They were very close. He got. And like Joel said to Mikey Miss yesterday, uh, who blocked me on Twitter, um, like, like Joel said to Mike, he said, uh, James has gotten close. What did you say to Mike? What did I he say has to no Mike? Idea. We I, actually I don't honestly know. have no idea. I've typed in really? I've typed in my, my uh, handle at St. Seamus, by the way, and I typed in Mike Missinelli's handle, and there are zero tweets at him. I have tweeted about him mm. and they aren't good. And that just confirms to excuse me, to me, that he searches himself on Twitter. Which what, is what bizarre. Did you say? Which is I just said that he's the one tweet that I could find is that he's a dinosaur and like he's <laughs> he's uninteresting. He's not like entertaining to me. But that's just like some random guy's opinion. Like um I think I said that he's boring. I think I criticized general knowledge Wednesdays because it's boring. It's not entertaining. And he somehow has had massive success in in Philadelphia and I respect him. I've I've always like respected him because of his success, but I mean I don't find him to be all that interesting. Okay. Um, I don't know what your take on him is, but uh, I'm not I, trying to talk about Mike Missinelli all night. I, he seems difficult to work with, and that's probably my only opinion. I never really listened to him. I mean, he's listen. He's and he's got a solid fan base, obviously, but otherwise he wouldn't be on the air for as long as he has. I just wanted to see if you would say what you actually said to him because no, there mean, had to be something there. No, I mean there really wasn't. Okay. There really wasn't. I mean, the only time where like people like in sports radio circles around this nation or around this city, rather, this small city, around this small Wait, city maybe, of Philadelphia, maybe he's a closet Chipper Jones fan. That's that's the only mm. thing I could think of. That's a that's is, a huge conspiracy right there. Is because Tony Bruno at the time was um, normal and he was on the air with <laughs> Harry Mays, and when they did the midday that, that's show, that's a nice way of putting it. When they did the midday show together at ninety-seven five. And I used to listen to Tony's show because I liked Tony Bruno. Like, I, I thought that he was actually entertaining. Um, politics aside, because he really didn't talk about politics when he was with the Fanatic, when he was with WIP. He really didn't. Not that I remember. I, I could be totally wrong, but... Quick side note. I didn't know Miss Nelly talked politics on a show. Uh, now he does. Uh, this is I a feel new. Like everybody does at this point. This is a new. It's a new world for sports radio. Sports radio isn't obviously you. You've been in the industry. Yeah. Sports radio isn't anything like it used to be. No. I'm talking like five, six, seven years ago. Post I mean, Kaepernick. Yes, it's it's massively changed. the The discourse has changed. Um, There's outkick sites now. Right, and the only yeah. thing that gave me some sort of comfort about like the old days of sports radio, where politics wasn't really involved. Is when I listen to Paul Jolovitz talk about horses on 94 WIP. Because <laughs> I'm like, all right, at least there's still some semblance of how sports radio used to be. You have Jolovitz talking about sports on WIP. Or you have uh, uh, Big Daddy. Like, I would listen to Rest his show. Piece. Seriously, I would listen to his show, dude, and just be like, oh my God, like, this is what I wanted to do. Like, like have a show like him and just, like, like escape politics. And, yeah. And stuff like that. And I think that's what sports radio, like, it helped a lot of people escape from things. And now it's just kind of muddled together in politics. Like, sports is political now. Um, whether you like it or not, that's just how it is now. The, the world's changed. For better or for worse. For worse for sports radio, I think. 
I don't think it's as entertaining as it used to be. I think it's boring a lot of the times, and that's why I do a podcast. Yeah, there's nuanced conversations that you can have, but that's usually not the ones taking place. Correct. Like with politics and sports. Correct. And But I think that, obviously, you said, you mentioned post-Kaepernick, that that's definitely like where a lot of it started. Yeah. And, total, dude, listen, I'm totally, I was in support of Kaepernick when that happened. It's your First Amendment right to, to protest. And, um, but for them to like, consistently talk about it was kind of like i don't know i don't like i don't know why like that became such a huge phenomenon i i still don't know why because he took a knee during the national anthem i don't think it's a big deal never thought it was a big deal thought it was a good thing he's expressing his right to uh protest yeah i have massive kaepernick fatigue at this point yeah that's what i'm saying it's yeah. like they, they totally beat the hell out of that thing and i don't think sports radio ever survived that but daryl morey but daryl morey that being said uh, <laughs> never won anything. He got close. He traded for Harden with the Rockets, obviously. Um, I don't know like what else to say about him. I mean, it's not like I think he was completely overhyped. I mean, he got a lot of hype. That's not his fault. I mean, he did pull off some of the biggest moves at Houston yes. that anybody's ever done. Yeah, I like mean, he he brought he brought Chris Paul in. And then when Harden didn't like Chris Paul, and obviously they're building around Harden, he got rid of Chris Paul. He brought Russell Westbrook in. Didn't like Russell Westbrook. Got rid of Russell. Like he he really did put stars around. That's another like uh, odd Harden. thing about Harden, though. He doesn't like anybody. I feel like. Like, what if he comes here and he I doesn't think, like no, Embiid? Chris Chris Paul acts for a lot, a lot, a lot yeah, from his teammates. Yeah, Chris Paul is one of those guys that is like kind of like similar to Jimmy Butler. Where it's like grind, 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 grind. And Harden's just not one of those guys. Yeah, he nah. he's probably the guy that cares most about the sport that's yeah. in the sport. And he's also and a complete douchebag. Well, yeah. comes off as a douchebag. Yeah, sorry, comes yeah. off as a douchebag. So, but what if he comes here and he doesn't like Embiid? I don't think that'll happen. Honestly, I mean, I really don't. I mean, doesn't doesn't Harden have a history of not liking people, specifically I mean, teammates? Two people. It's still weird to and it, me. But the, but the reason I think he really didn't like those people, too, is because they were main primary ball handlers. Yeah. Like, if you're taking away a lot of his playing, then huh. he's not a fan. It's the same thing with Kyrie and KD right now. You know, but yeah, he's, let, he's let, got let's a, sit with Simmons. You're right. No, but no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. I'm advocating for a hardened <laughs> trade. I just think that that's a weird thing about him. But um, he is going to get overshadowed by Joel Embiid here. Yeah, but I mean, when you're I mean, playing with what generational talent like that, like I don't think he's really going to mind that as much. Plus, it's not a point guard; it's a true. Ball, it's a center. No, it's a different. It's so a completely still be different situation. Bring up the ball, and you're going to have a two man game with Embiid. Yeah, and he's going to love having that option there because I feel like he's never really played with a strong center like that. And don't get me wrong; he is going to be a fucking superstar here. Like people yeah. are going to fucking love him. Yeah, but um, I don't know. He's got to share that spotlight with Joel. He, it might I be think bad he for his ego. Will. I think he gladly will. I hope he will. I'm excited. If dude, I'll tell you what, Taylor, I if the if the Sixers get get hardened, I'm back on the uh, I'm, I'm back on the ama- chain gang. I'm just amazed that you genuinely care. I do care. <laughs> I, I dude, I want my I want my sports teams in Philadelphia to succeed. That's why I'm protesting the Phillies for the first half of the season. That's probably not gonna happen anyway. But I generally want my sports teams to succeed. I mean, a year ago you were saying the NBA regular season is borderline unwatchable. Well, it is for the first <laughs> up until the trade. And then he started watching it. And, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, now I started betting on the NBA, so I'm kind of yeah, like locked in a little bit. What do you, um, what, what do you got? What's well, the record? Well, put it this way. My, my friend Miguel um, 
You always got to have a Miguel in your life. Yeah, I do. I have several. <laughs> yeah. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> by the way, I didn't realize that Miguel, the singer, got canceled. What, what Remember the guy? I yeah. think he, I think he like jumped off a stage and like uh, landed on somebody, and like almost murdered her. No, that was a while ago. Yeah, but I think they canceled him after that. No, I think that so. was like before cancel, quote unquote. Oh, well. Anyway, my friend Miguel, <laughs> <laughs> my friend Miguel is from Mexico, right? But he is very um, passionate about sports betting. He, he loves it. He thinks that's one of the best things about America is sports betting. He's told me that. Yeah, I agree with him. And uh, I think a lot of people agree with that. But, like, he started betting on soccer games, and uh, he know, he knows a lot about soccer, obviously. Um, he bets on, like, all the soccer games. Obviously. And he started betting on the NFL because he it's loves... a different monster. He loves the NFL as well. Yeah. And so, Miguel, just by having the sole interest of winning money or losing money, has got completely invested into the NFL and the NBA for both reasons. And I guarantee you, Miguel can break down the Sixers way better than I could. Yeah. Once so, you gamble on stuff, you become an expert. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what, it's very fascinating, because I'll get texts in the middle of the night from him, and he'll be like, yo, what do you think about the Suns doing this and that? I'm like, bro, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't, and then he always says, you have a podcast, don't you? I said, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I always say it's not an NBA podcast. And also... He says... It's an NFL podcast. That's Vince. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, and the sky's orange. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man. Uh, I get, you know, criticized sometimes for going off the rails uh, on this show, and I try to keep... I try... I've Recently, I've been trying to, like, not do that. But it's funny because... Um, I come prepared today, and Taylor's the one that takes me completely <laughs> off the rails. So, um, can't let him. any complaints you can tweet at Taylor, uh, which are at, at KBOP. Yeah, but there's K-B-O-P. an underscore. Yeah, underscore at the, at end. the end. Yeah, yeah, there's an underscore at K-B-O-P the end. KBOP underscore. Yeah, KBOP underscore. Um, you can complain. Send your complaints into Taylor. Can um, you change that to TK behind the glass? It's a little wordy. Yeah, but still, it is. But like, I feel like <laughs> Taylor, if you decided to have a podcast, which I would certainly listen to um and produce i think that your show should be called tk behind the glass but wait where would he sit then but it's just a funny thing but but would he stay behind the glass like would you produce from in here and you would be on camera and he'd be behind the glass well we can make that work (laughs) yeah we can make that work sounds like i'm in jail though if you're not familiar with like you know oh speaking of jail um let's segue into another thing uh alvin kamara Oh. Was in the uh, was what in the headlines. A fucking segue, Jesus Christ! Alvin Kamara has been in uh, headlines uh, recently for uh, beating the shit out of somebody allegedly. That dude got fucked up, and uh, that guy's eye. No, let's yeah. be honest. Well, yeah, there's clear evidence that he was involved. Um, but that guy's eye, I read somewhere, he's gonna need facial reconstruction surgery. Yeah, like like pretty fucked. And, um, Did you see the picture? Yeah, it's <sighs> just terrible. His, his, that guy's entire face is swollen. It, it's bad. That that guy took a beating, and uh, I, I just don't understand why these athletes, celebrities, famous people, successful people put themselves into these situations. I get it. We're all humans. Um, we all don't think clearly when we're in Las Vegas, but. You have to understand, if you're Alvin Kamara, you have the the world by the balls. You're rich as fuck. Um, like, why would you want to risk losing everything? And I, I just don't get, like, we see this time and time again with, like, like whether it be, like, domestic abuse or whatever. Like, these high-profile people 
like knowingly, um, or they they have to know that they could ruin their careers. I just don't understand it. But I guess that's like being a human being. None of us are perfect, but it's just I, I'll never understand that. I mean, they're probably used to getting their ass covered by high school or college. Yeah, I mean, they, that's, that's the biggest so thing. Yeah, but, gifted. like, don't they understand? Like, does it, if you're Alvin Kamara. No, they don't, because they their whole don't. lives yeah. they've been coddled from any, you know. They, they don't understand that there's cameras everywhere. They don't understand. They don't think about that. It, yeah, but they, uh, that's what I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, think about it this way. When you're hammered, do you think that there's a camera somewhere? And you're I don't beat the something? shit out of people when I'm hammered. No, but I mean, just saying, like, do you ever think about cameras around you when you're hammered? No, I just assume that they're always around me. I, yeah, but I, I mean, it's not the top of your head. No, I guess not, <laughs> but I, I would like to think that if I was on the New Orleans Saints and a very rich man uh, and a good athlete, that I would um, uh, be more self-aware. That's it. That's all. I, I just don't understand. Are you? We, am I? Yeah. I mean, I am neither rich nor an athlete oh, or okay. famous. So uh, I, I think one day when I do become famous, uh, yeah, I, I will be self-aware. Um but yeah, that's just it's just crazy. I mean, this this guy's been in the league for how long? Five years, right? And he may not play in the NFL ever again. May not. May not. Mm. He's, probably. He's, he probably. Will. Yeah, he's yeah. probably he's probably going to go to jail for this though. Realistically, um, with the way uh, the justice system has bias towards NFL players, I highly doubt it. Yeah, it'll yeah. Go, it'll go to settlement and he'll get a fuck ton of money. Yeah, and yeah. nobody will remember in two years. Yep. Yeah, I mean that's that's usually how it goes. Yeah, it's which is fucked up, but you know, it's unbelievable. But um, <laughs> that's just what happens. So did he get arrested before or after the Pro Bowl? After. after. Okay, so he was that was partying after the Pro Bowl. Partying after the Pro Bowl. You brought up a good point earlier about bus kill. Why the hell would you throw all those guys in Las Vegas? Yeah, I mean that's the that's the one thing. It's like half these they play a pretty violent sport. A lot of times have next to no inhibitions, and then you're putting them in a place where there literally is no inhibitions. Yeah, Sin City, like, baby. That's it's, real smart. It's the worst place to fucking do it. That's, like, a, that's, a, that's a great point, Pat. <laughs> it honestly surprised me that there was nothing coming out about hockey players doing any shit like that because hockey players are fucking insane, too. Yeah, yeah. for the most part, those people are nuts, the hockey players. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I just, I was blown away that, like, one that they were having, and obviously the reason they're having it in Vegas is to pull more people in because it's a travel spot and yeah, people love going there. Which makes sense. I, yeah. Like, I get from why that, they're yeah, doing from it. that aspect, it makes sense. But it's like, why, dude? Like, even Pat Mahomes was fucked up out of his mind. You saw that picture of yeah, him on the I strip? Yeah, I did. I did. But you know what? Like, Good for Patrick Mahomes. Taylor? If anybody's going get, to get a pass for being fucked up out of their <laughs> minds, it is somebody that has to live with the people that he lives with. But uh, that's, I thought you didn't like Patrick. I, I, no, I like Patrick Mahomes. I feel bad for him. Oh. Like, I genuinely feel Oh, we, we didn't get your uh, full anti-Mahomes family rant that we're well, supposed to get the other week. And it's not that, and you shouldn't attack people that aren't here because they can't speak for themselves. However, Vince chose not to be here tonight. He chose to go to a Sixers game, so I'm going to let him have it. Um, <laughs> Vince is so, um, I, I'm trying to like think about like how to put this without like being mean, You're but I, I can't. <laughs> I can't. really can't. Yeah. Because Vince defends Patrick Mahomes' uh, girlfriend, fiance, baby mama, whatever she is, like it's his own like wife. It, it's weird. It's 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 almost as cringy as she, as. I her. don't think he goes to that length. Oh, he does. I think you. I think you're overblowing it a little bit. I think he just. He, I mean, most of the time he just sits there and says, why is everybody getting mad at her for cheering? Well, I'm, yeah, but that's, that's like majority but, of his argument. And open your eyes. Open your eyes. Open your third eye. L- open your third eye and look at, like, take off, take off your aesthetic glasses that you don't need 
and take a look at her. <laughs> take a look at her, dude. She is like like so cringe. Like like last night I was watching a uh, cringe compilation on YouTube, which I do probably three four times a week just to see if I made it in there. But um, and and she makes those people look normal. So it's like it's not just me. There's a consensus around uh, sports, the sports world, that she is annoying. Specifically, NFL Twitter. Uh, the brother is like a whole different level of annoying. Well, he's just a douche. Jackson is one of those people that is so spoiled and so like 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 just doesn't give a shit about anybody else. I mean, like like what he did to that bar, like expecting to like expecting special treatment yeah. from a bar in Kansas City because you're the brother of a quarterback in the NFL is just absurd. And that that tells you everything you need to know about him. Not to mention um uh, dancing on Sean Taylor's memorial number at that the fucking wa- in Washington, like that's just like total like he, he's not only uh, cringy but he's an idiot too. Like no self awareness at all. He's annoying. So I mean, Patrick Mahomes, you're allowed to get hammered after the Pro Bowl. He deserved it. He had a great season. Um, so nice of you allowing him to do that. <laughs> and he was just blown off some steam. Yeah. Because God knows what the hell the rest of his family's like. I'm sure they're lovely people, but um, <laughs> I, honestly, great, great Trump move there. <laughs> I'm sure they're lovely Listen, people. I'm gonna tell you right now, Patrick Mahomes, they're, they're the best people, fantastic man, greatest, me, one of the greatest, best football players I've ever seen you, in my life. Let me tell you, he's phenomenal. Now that brother of his, I don't know about him. Uh, Jackson, uh, 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 he may love Trump, may not love Trump. I don't Jacked know. Jacked up Jackson. Jacked up Jackson. <laughs> just look at him dancing on the TikTok. He shouldn't be on TikTok. They're in by China. China. He shouldn't be on that TikTok. I China. told China. I, China. Doesn't Jackson Mahomes listen to Trump? I said no more TikTok. No more TikTok. No more TikTok. Um, Why does your Trump sound like Michael Jackson? <laughs> uh, moving forward, um, did you hear me orgasming mid-speech? I don't think so. Um, speaking of the NFL. I was waiting for it, I'm going to be honest. It kind of sounded like you were building up to that. Uh, Joe Burrow is going to get his first ring um, on Sunday. And is, he go, is he going to K Jewelers? <laughs> if he isn't murdered first, yeah. Like, where, <laughs> let me tell you, is, is he going I to? I fucking a, hope he does. Believe me, I'm rooting for the. Let me tell you, it's going to happen. There's going to be massive. He might, he might get murdered. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Donald. <laughs> uh, hopefully, he gets violently ill and can't play. Von, you're forgetting um, about Von Miller too. And Von Miller. <laughs> yeah, only one of them can get done. And Von <laughs> Miller, by the way, who is still good. I mean, like that's fucking unbelievable. He's got to be in the league like 11, 12 years by now. But no, he's um, only been in. I don't even know if he's been in ten. Nah, yeah. definitely he's been over 10. Has to be. No. no. He made his sure debut like in 11, I believe. He made his debut uh, with Denver in 11, I think. So either way, he's been in the league for about a decade, and he's still playing at an elite level. Aaron Donald, obviously, is a Hall of Famer. There's no yeah. doubt about it. He's one of the best to he's ever do it. He's an absolute stud. Uh, he's a monster. Although he was like virtually non-existent. Uh, in that last game. but I mean, the, the Niners do have a good O-line. Yes, they do. Yeah, 10 years in the league. Um, okay, so about a decade. Cool. Um, but listen, there there is massive staff infections that are going to happen, I feel like, because this guy, I don't trust this Matt guy. Stafford infections? Yes. I don't I don't trust this guy hey. with, with my life on, on the biggest stage in the world. I, I would take, and I think quarterbacks. Wait, wait, uh, wait. What are you saying right now? I don't trust. You don't trust who? I don't trust anybody. Oh. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about. I thought you were talking about Von Miller for a second. I was like, very no, confused. not Von Miller, dude. <laughs> uh, dude, I just told you that Von Miller needs to get sick, or Aaron Donald needs to get sick for Joe Burrow to have a chance. Some bad LA tacos. 
<laughs> Some bad LA tacos. It's a damn shame they already got used to them. But no, but seriously, I think that that Joe Burrow is going to shine. I, think I he, fucking hope so. Dude. I think I he's really going to shine, so. and I think that would be a great thing for the sport. If he if he if he wins, I think it would be a great it's thing a for the soup. sport. Well, what do you mean good for the sport? The sport doesn't need any help. Joe Burrow's story, Taylor. Nobody is, gives a shit. I care about it. I love him. I think Joe Burrow what about Matt Stafford's is a stud. I don't care about Matt Stafford because here's here's what he's going to do. Interesting. I think it would be better for the sport if he got one. I, I disagree with you because it's not going to happen. I do not trust Matt this Stafford silly on the biggest stage in the world. I, I really don't. I, I really trust. Uh, All you really him. have to do is trust that defense. Uh, uh, yeah, but I trust. And he could throw and Cooper Cup. I know, quite but, frankly, but he is known to shoot himself in the foot in big moments, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to absolutely shit the bed on Sunday. Seriously, I don't think he's going to have a good game at all. I think he's going to be retro uh, choke artist Matt Stafford, and he can go back home with his beautiful, beautiful wife and enjoy the off season. But he ain't going to have a ring. He ain't going to have a ring. Some of the best takes last week was like, "Oh man, the NFL really wanted Kansas City." Uh, to be in the Super Bowl for ratings. It's a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's going to have phenomenal phenomenal ratings anyway. And that halftime show is something that I'm looking forward to, which I'm sure Vince would say that I'm not looking forward to because he has this weird theory that I don't like rap, which is just not true. Well, you've told him on multiple occasions that you don't like rap. But it's not true. Fair. But it's not true. I don't like no, well, I don't <laughs> like the rappers that he likes. I don't like the new rappers. I, I never hear you, you talk about rap. I can't get like into it. You don't like trap. I, correct, I, but I I I did go through a Jay Z phase. I love Jay Z. Um, Which I, album? I, uh, whatever has uh, the 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 Hovo on it. Uh, I don't know the album names. Hovi he, baby. He's got Blueprint eight, nine, ten, and thirteen, dude. The black. Album. I'm just saying. I like Jay Z. I like Eminem. I love Eminem. Of course you do. I do. I think he's great. Um, his old stuff, obviously. Oh. I think yeah, he's his very. New stuff's garbage. His new stuff's bad. Although he does reference Bruce Springsteen, one of his songs on his most recent album. I don't think it's a good way, though. No, it is. It's something is about it? wearing blue jeans, like I'm Springsteen or something. Uh, so it's not necessarily a bad. That's thing. That's surprising, honestly, because Eminem usually shits on people. Like usually, if you hear you're mentioned in Eminem song, it's not a good thing. Well, there's a picture. Let's talk about Andre. There's a picture going around of uh, him and uh, hanging out with Bruce Springsteen backstage at some award ceremony, which is pretty cool. Um, so that's why he was. Hey, um, come over here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, my boy Slim Shady. Well, uh, listen, man, we're going to take you back to Jersey. I'm going to take you on some horses. Uh, my daughter's an equestrian, whatever, <laughs> however you pronounce it. Uh, Is that true? Yeah, she's in the Olympics, Taylor. Uh, it's good to be here on From the Nosebleeds. I know Seamus is a big fan, man, big fan. They see me in concert a lot. He gets shit on for liking good music. And, uh, you know what, Seamus, just keep fighting the good fight. Uh, I got good connections. I do a podcast with Obama, and I uh, endorsed him three times. Uh, but let's drone people and murder them. But uh, thanks, Bruce. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Bruce Springsteen. Um, no, but seriously, he is uh, phenomenal. <laughs> Dude, you just mentioned so many people in a three-minute span that you can't just come out of that and say he is phenomenal. Eminem. Okay, there you go. Um, uh, who else do I like? Kendrick. I, I, I fucking love Kendrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top of the morning and all that. Um, <laughs> it's not even his. Named, it's not names. even his song. <laughs> Literally, that's not, not his, his song. I know. That's not his song. <laughs> oh my god. Oh whatever. Um, it's his cousin's song though. Yeah. Uh, you know what song I actually really enjoyed by him? Um. Ooh. Uh, what the fuck? You was literally it? are a boomer. You're just like, oh, you know that one. Uh, where he's fucking the world. 
Uh, he said, Fuck I'm the world for I'm 72 hours. hours. Yeah, I love that. God damn. Uh, damn uh, bitches. Whoa, damn you can't say that bitches. anymore. Damn, I got bitches. Yeah, but he would have been canceled, I'm sure. Um, yeah, but I like Kendrick. That's a great song. Backseat All freestyle. All my life, I want money and pirates. Backs, backseat freestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Who else do I like? Um, Snoop Dogg, I think, is funny. I mean, I don't know any of his music. He's funny. <laughs> He's a funny guy. You don't like gin and juice? I'm sipping on gin and juice. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's not doggy style. Um, doggy that's style. Good. Yeah. Ooh, that's one of my favorite positions. But uh, it actually is my favorite position. Do you like being the receiver? Or yeah. The... Um, no, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gay, but, uh, you know, whatever. I don't re- disrespect gay people. I think it's great. Um, but that's just not my cup of tea. <laughs> See, I'm comfortable enough in my straight no, sexuality. I, just, I like to I like to catch you sometimes. That sometimes I compliment. Go, uh. Well, no, I compliment men if they look good. The Often sa- the same way I compliment women if they look good. I Listen, like this guy's looks f- tremendous today. I'm a big fan of good looking people, aesthetically pleasing. You know, if you're aesthetically pleasing to me, I want to hang out with you. Um, mm. Yeah, um, and then if you're if you're not, then I'm probably not going to bother with you. But wow. uh, that's just me. I'm very shallow in that way, but at least I'm honest. Uh, but the halftime show is who? Kendrick? Yeah. Uh, Eminem? Yeah. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre, who, by the Snoop way, Dog, has Mary confirmed to me that the Illuminati is real because this man had a brain aneurysm like six months ago, and now he's doing the Super Bowl halftime show, which is bizarre. Uh, Mary J. Blige? Blige. Blige. What? I like her. She's got a phenomenal voice. Um, and who else? That's it. That's, that's it. it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, there's got to be some special guest, like a surprise. I mean, that's pretty they packed. Already, <laughs> they already have, like, what? How many people is that? Five, six people? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't really think you need Maybe there's going to be a Mary. Everybody gets, like, a half song. Yeah. <laughs> you, th- you think there might be a, What's a Maybe possibility? Maybe they just wrote a song all together, and they're just going to do that. Is there a possibility of a Mary J. nip slip? Uh, Tupac rises from the dead. Yeah, I mean, that's the only... So there has yes. actually been buzz that the actual Tupac is going to come back. Well, yeah, yeah JFK Jr. is going to be there, too. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Um, They're all on the way, en route from the island right now. Yeah, from the yeah, island. Who, who else is on the island? Uh, uh, Michael Jackson. Eps- yeah. Epstein. Epstein. It's his well. island, actually. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, Napoleon. Uh, Biggie. All the dead rappers are there somehow. Just all of them fake their deaths. I thought it was just Tupac. And Biggie. No, it's Biggie. Too. Biggie's okay. also in those conspiracy theories. Um, uh, who else? Napoleon. Napoleon. Yeah. Uh, he was the OG inhabitant. Right. Uh, who else? Uh, who's the guy that fucked all those people? He's got like uh, eight million children, and we're all related to him Genghis somehow. Khan. Rasputin. Yeah, Genghis Khan's Khan. there. <laughs> Rasputin. Yeah, Rasputin. Uh, rah, rah, Rasputin. Lover of the Russian queen. Such a shame. All right. Um, Joe Rogan's about to be there pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but before before we talk about Spotify and Joe Rogan, I do want to get some uh, uh, just your Super Bowl prediction, Pat. Uh, you think that the staff infection is going to prevail? I don't want them. I don't want the Rams to win, but I think they're going to win. Yes. Okay. Uh, Taylor. Aaron Donald Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, MVP. They're not going to give Lock it to it it, to a lineman. They totally. Oh, no. if he destroys him, yeah. yes, they will. They're not going to give it to him. how many sacks he has. Watch, watch them set another. Von sack Miller record. already got one. What yeah, do you but mean? Von Miller is a fucking like. Like on a different level than Don. What? Bob <laughs> Miller in his. What are you prime, talking about? In in his prime. Aaron Donald is better than. Von yes, Miller Aaron Donald is absolutely better than Von Miller. Maybe, but they're not going yes. to. They're not. They're not. They're not going <laughs> to yes. give it. They're not going to give it to either one of them. Okay. Um, they they won't. It's going to be. It's going to be it's Stafford. Gonna be Cooper Cup. It's, it's going to be or Stafford Cooper. or Cup. It, it'd be Cup over Stafford. I don't yeah. know. Let's be honest. I mean, his yak is insane. 
Yeah, it's true. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he catches a screen pass, runs it for 95 yards. What a hell of a season. He, I think he only needs like 160 yards and two touchdowns yeah. to like break the record for uh, receiving in the postseason and touchdowns in the postseason. That's unbelievable. That's so, what Howie's got to do. He's got to go out there and get Cooper Cup. <laughs> Cooper Cup, Devontae Smith. Unbelievable. Yeah, Aaron. Aaron. Uh, I mean, honestly, that would be kind of sick because Jalen can only throw short passes and Cup can run after. That's that, true. So it's completely unrealistic. It's kind of it's kind of a perfect uh, formula, right? Get there. DeAndre Hopkins all your eyes. But we have Patrick, who's going uh, Rams, right? Begrudgingly, yes. Begrudgingly, Rams. Uh, staff infection may be included, uh, or it may not be. Taylor's going Rams. Von Miller. Um, he's a big Von Miller guy. Um, which, yeah, it's respectable. But I'm going Joe Burrow because I love Joey football. That's what I love him. And I think that he, by the way, if he wins this, you have to you have to put him up there with Mahomes and, and Josh Allen as like one of the best in the league. Mm. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I think I, I think it all depends who Vince bets on because the last two times he's bet against Joe Burrow. That's true. And Joe Burrow has won. Correct. But he said this time he was gonna go with his heart and not his head and bet on Joe Burrow. Oh, really? Which might kill the Bengals. That might kill the Bengals. Yeah, it might. We kind of need Vince to bet Rams. That's true. You hear that, Vinny? Vince, if you're out there at the well, as Kate Scott likes to call it. The wells. The wells, <laughs> which isn't a thing. Does she call it that? Yeah. Nah, not really. No. She calls it the Farg. Everybody calls it the Farg. I don't like that. <laughs> Who calls it the Farg? Nobody. Like, literally everybody. Nobody calls it that. I've never I've never heard anybody I've, call. No, yeah. Besides I've Kate Scott. Heard, like, almost everybody call it the Farg. I hate the that. The Farg? I yes. hate it. I hate it, hate it, hate it. That's worse than the well. Uh, Nobody calls it the well. <laughs> Kate Scott did once. I'd rather call it the well than the Farg. Nobody's called it the well. They've called it the wells. You know what I call it? I'm going to the Sixers game. That's what I call it. That's like, I don't say, oh, hey, I'm on my way to the Wells Fargo Center. I'm going to Fargo. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Minnesota. Come on, man. Come on, man. Great I liked movie. it better when it was called the FU Center, First Union Center. It was totally representative of, of Philadelphia. FU. This is the FU Center, bitch. Nobody called it FU Center. It was called, Everyone called it the FU Center because okay. that was like a thing because it's Philadelphia. Fuck you. We're Philly. It was only the. F- I saw Bruce Springsteen at the FU side. Oh, of course. <laughs> the reunion tour. You know how old I was for the reunion? Goddamn. Just tour? talk about Joe Rogan already. I was five years old, and I remember it. Uh, so, uh, Joe Rogan's in some hot water, right? Don't say it, Seamus. He's, he's in some <laughs> hot water. Don't say it. Tower's trying to censor me. Um, sort of like how Joe Rogan's being censored right now. But I, I find this whole Rogan thing to be really fascinating. Because he's a guy that had alternative um, opinions on his show on virtually counterculture on virtually like every topic imaginable. Um, it just so happens that we're in a 100 year pandemic, and he asks alternative uh, questions to doctors that have strong opinions out of the mainstream. Uh, is it smart to do? No, it's it's not smart to do because we live in a QAnon culture. So. Obviously, there are wackos that will listen to things that are clearly uh, uh, untrue, and they will follow them because it fits their narrative. So do I think it was irresponsible of him to do that? Absolutely. Do I think that Dr. Malone and Dr. McCullough were totally discredited and debunked? Absolutely. They were. Um, However, Joe Rogan is going to be Joe Rogan. And he's going to have these psychos on his show. He's going to have Alex Jones on his show. 
So I find it odd that right now is the time that Neil Young steps up and says, it's either me or it's Joe Spotify. It's odd that he would pick this particular scenario. Um, After he sold his catalog. Well, correct. But I I just don't get it. Um, See, I'm a big, like, First Amendment absolutist, right? Um, Meaning that I believe that everyone should be able to say whatever the hell they want as long as they're not inciting violence. Um, But that does give private companies uh, the right to say, listen, I don't want you involved. Like, I don't want to, like, pay you money to espouse falsehoods, which I get that, too. They have every right to do that. That's their right. So it is a tricky situation. But obviously, um, the, a compilation video came out of Joe Rogan using the N-word. Um, and I think he said it like 22 times, I think is... Over him doing podcasts for like 14 years? About 14 years. So obviously, like that's a very bad look. Um, and all with no context. And granted, everybody's saying, oh, what do you mean no context? So it's like, well, if he's cloning somebody. Granted, you shouldn't be saying it anyway. But context matters because it's a powerful world, a powerful world word that can be used yes. in a hateful way. So context absolutely does. Context matter. certainly matters, and you have left wing outlets like the Young Turks, like Kyle Kalinsky from Secular Talk, who I know you you're familiar with, right, Taylor? Yeah. So Kyle Kalinsky from Secular Talk and um, uh, Anna Kasparian and Jack Uger from the Young Turks have always said that word in context because I think the word they used was they didn't want to sanitize a certain situation, meaning they didn't want to uh, censor like like the Mis- topic. Yeah, misquote. Yeah, misquote it or like make it seem like it's like less fucked up to to say. I don't know. But like they, they said it for a reason and the reason is context because they're reporting on a story that actually happened that had to do with racism. So I think context certainly matters. Um, I can't speak for Joe Rogan because I'm not, I don't know the context of every time he said that word. I don't know because it's been over the course of the past 14, 15 years, but I don't believe that he had any, uh, ill intent, ill intent by using it. Like, again, I, I think it's wrong to do, but there are other outlets that have used that word and I'm not supporting it. I don't think it's right, but, um, it's just weird that like Joe Rogan's had this show for years now. And now they care that he said that word. It's just the whole thing's a mess. And to be fair, Neil Young, nobody gives a shit about Neil Young anymore. It's like he is so irrelevant. So if him and Joni Mitchell are going to be like, it's either Joe Rogan or us, what the hell do you think Spotify is going to do? Well, they're big. uh, uh, I forget what the disease was. Um, What disease? Both of them are big advocates uh, against Oh, it. I know what you're talking um, about. Fuck. What is it? But regardless, that's why they're so strong held on it. Nah, yeah. All right. Well, whatever. And Bruce Springsteen's guitarist, Niels Lofgren, uh, pulled his music off as well. He had his solo career. Obviously, nobody knows. But uh, he pulled the... <laughs> nobody knew his shit was on there. <laughs> but I mean, if you don't know, nobody knows. I didn't know that it was on there. I knew he had a solo career. But um, I didn't know his shit was on there. But, I mean, I don't know. Like this is a very very weird situation for me because I think censorship is wrong. Period. Period. I yes, think it's, everybody should be anti-censorship. I, I so I, I think it's very authoritarian leaning to go around and trying to silence people for uh, opposing views, and, and so I really don't 
agree with it. But I do understand that Spotify has the right to get rid of him if they choose. But if they choose to keep him on, then that's like I agree with that too. Like I don't think Joe Rogan should get deplatformed. I really don't. I don't think anyone should get deplatformed. I don't think Tucker Carlson should get deplatformed. And he's and I, he's not because I saw a report that says that he has as Joe Rogan's show has as much uh, monetization as Taylor Swift albums. So there you go. So that that ain't happening. But then again, like if an artist like Taylor Swift uh, came out and said, "Hey, listen, I'm going to pull my shit." I think that's going to make Spotify think. No, the only no, the only reason why Spotify is actually like addressing it is because the stock is going down. Yes, that's literally the only reason why. Yeah, it's all economic. Yes, economically speaking, right now. But um, yeah, so listen, I'm totally against like using racial slurs even in context because I think it makes you sound dumb if you're a white person. I think it makes you sound stupid, Um, and I think that Rogan actually regrets saying it based on the apology that video that he released. that being said, like again, I'm not this big Joe Rogan fan at all. Like I disagree with him on virtually like every a lot of stuff. I disagree with him on, but I think it's important to have uh, dialogue. I, I think it's important to have conversations with people of the opposing that have opposing views. I think it's important, and I get it. Um, the whole COVID shit, COVID misinformation is a big deal because again, we are in a QAnon society. There. I read an article from Vice that said there were over 35 million Americans that subscribe to the to, to the uh, or people around the world that subscribe to the QAnon conspiracy theory. That's a lot of people. So I mean, we live in an age of misinformation, and it can be dangerous. We saw uh, misinformation lead to an attempted coup on our government. So it's a big deal. But that being said, if you're going to silence people that have opposing views on vaccines and treatments for COVID. I don't know. I don't. I, I Censoring just, them doesn't do anything. It doesn't because it, that information it reinforces is it. Yeah, reinforces so, it. I don't know, man. I I don't know if you have anything to say about it, Pat. But I I just think it's I, I'm anti censorship. Is pretty much. I mean, I do agree. It's just the the part that really sucks about it is it gives those people grounds to stand on. Uh, just because there is. Like he, he and it, I don't know. It kind of feel like it spreads a little quicker just because of how famous he is. So, obviously, I'm very against like pretty much everything he says. Like you were saying, um, but yeah, you are you are correct in the sense that he should he does have the right to do that. Right. Um, it just sucks that he does. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's stu- and I said it before. I think it's stupid. I think yeah. it's dumb. I think that Joe Rogan, or at least I thought that he was smarter than that. Than to take, um, yeah, and he's obviously not like that's yeah, obviously he isn't. Um, he's you know he's borderline conspiratorial. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, he's friends with Alex Jones or was friends with Alex Jones, and that's another thing I brought up to Vince because Vince was saying, "Listen, man, it's not authoritarian because uh, uh, him's like giving out COVID misinformation could have led to people dying." All right, but I mean, he had Alex Jones on and nobody gave a shit. Uh, they didn't care. Neil Young didn't threaten to take his shit off when Alex was Jones was on his show. Or no? uh, I believe so. That's probably why. But no, but still, I mean, because th- I mean, I know, I know, I forget. I can't remember. I know Taylor. What disease? I don't. I can't remember the name of it. But the one that he and Joni Mitchell both have connections to. But polio. That's, that's what it, it is. Yeah. yeah. Is it? Yes. Polio. They, uh, they have complications from it or something. Yes. Immuno- yeah. So they're immunocompromised because they had it at one point. So that's why they were so concerned about. The vaccine misinformation. Stuff. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, understandably I, so. Totally. I 
<clears throat> and Neil You're, Young has every right to do that. I, I'm mm-hmm. not saying he doesn't. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, but uh, where was I going with this? What, what were you saying? Sorry. No, I just think I, I was just like curious as to what, like what you thought about the whole thing. It, it's a very difficult and tricky situation. It is uh, because I don't like I said like I don't agree with virtually anything Joe Rogan has to say. Mm-hmm. I think his show is entertaining. I think it's interesting. I've learned a lot from listening to a show. I'm not some diehard Rogan show. I haven't listened to him in probably a year or two. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I just think it's important to not censor people, like especially in this country. I think it's very important. Um, I get the entire COVID misinformation thing can lead to deaths, and it has led to deaths. But Joe Rogan specifically, has he led to people dying? I don't know. I mean, there's no way to prove that he did. So it's like, is it irresponsible of him to have people like that on? Yeah. Yeah. Is it irresponsible for him to have Alex Jones on his show? Yeah, it is. Because they're spouting nonsense. Mm-hmm. Anybody going that significantly hard against Joe Rogan can honestly fuck themselves because they don't put people in power in that same, you know... It's amount. Of, they don't put that same amount of effort and pressure into people that can actually affect their lives. Well, it's again, yes, correct. It's hypocritical. I mean, to to me, it's it's a it's a silly fight to pick. It's unbelievably stupid waste it, of time. It's yeah. a very silly fight to pick. Joe Rogan. It is, doesn't matter. Is still going to be Joe Rogan. He's still going to have his podcast, whether it's on uh, Spotify or Rumble. Who offered him a hundred million dollars, by the way, to join their uh, platform. Um, or independent again. I mean, he's going to have an audience. He's going to be a massive success. I mean, that's just the bottom line. So I think it's uh, a losing battle to have a fierce opposition to Joe Rogan. I, I think it's a losing battle. I think your energy, like you said, should be directed towards uh, people in power that uh, literally don't do anything to help people that are uh, battling COVID right now. Uh, your, your, your energy should go towards uh, fighting for Medicare for all if you're so concerned about people's health in the country. So it's like, it's a losing battle. It's, I, I think it's stupid to try to cancel people. Um, and Vince doesn't believe that cancel culture exists. Like he tells me that all the time. He says cancel culture doesn't exist, but it does. Uh, digging up tweets from 10, 15 years ago and trying to get people fired exists. That's cancel culture. Whether it might be right, it might be wrong, but it exists. Majority of the time it's not effective. Uh, no, but it does exist. And, I don't know, man. I, I, it's just a weird situation. It's a weird situation. I, I don't feel bad for Joe Rogan. I don't, I don't really care about him. He'll be fine. He's going to be fine. Um, again, I don't even listen to his show that much, but it's just a weird... More than anything, it's a weird battle to pick. Um, it's because he has all the power, and it's just him compared to five major media companies that have losing viewers, and he literally doubles or triples amount of viewers and listenership that he gets. It's weird because I was listening to his uh, secular talk segment today about it. And Kyle said he showed a clip from CNN and like they were literally calling Joe Rogan a menace to society. Exactly. Like, okay. All right. Now you're really sounding silly. And now you're really sounding threatened. That's that's riding the wave of clicks. I feel like. Yeah, it's just but like, I don't know. I, I could talk about the mainstream media for hours and hours and hours and hell. They're totally influenced by corporations and money, but it talked about Russia Gate for four hours, and then that was debunked. So, which Russia Gate ended yourself. up not even being a thing. Yeah, ended up being bullshit. They talked about uh, weapons of mass destruction for years and years and years, Oops. and that started up to be bullshit. They talked about how invading a different country, a country that didn't attack us, 
uh, was going to be a great thing to do because 9-11. So, I mean, mainstream media has never had credibility with me because of those things. But um, uh, let's send somebody to the jail. Let's, uh, <laughs> it sound like we just did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sound like CNN sound like just went to jail. <laughs> I'm sorry to get off on that tangent because I know for a fact I wouldn't be able to talk about that if Vince was here. I would get shot down. But Vince, I love you, honestly. And I know you think that I don't because we sometimes argue, but I actually do love you. You guys have the strangest arguments. <laughs> yes, we do. Now batting for the Phillies. Yay. Number eight. Right fielder Kanye West. That's right. We traded Bryce Kanye is a shortstop. You think so? Yeah. I feel like he's just not athletic at all. He, he balls. I don't know if he does. Dude, one minute he's jacked, and then like a day later he's fat. It's weird. I don't think it works that way. It does. I mean, that man fluctuates. I'm not fat shaming, but uh, he fluctuates. I feel <laughs> like he's naturally on the chubby side, Kanye. His face is kind of bloated. He kind of just looks bloated a lot of the times. That's just my opinion. So who are you sending to jail? <laughs> <laughs> Weird tangent. You said Kanye to jail. Is that why you're going uh, no, all this fucking thing? I'm a fan of Kanye's. <laughs> I think he's a genius. I, th- I honestly think he's a musical genius. He is. Unfortunately, uh, he's also a psychopath. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, he's got some serious. I love him to death as a musician. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's got some obvious issues. Um, but it's been an interesting week in sports because my frustration levels with Daryl Morey have like leveled off. Mm-hmm. Because I really think he's going to pull the Harden thing off, and if he doesn't, I'm going to be mad at him again. So I can't send Daryl Morey to jail. He's off the board. He's off the hook right now. Um, but I will send somebody else to jail. I've sent him to jail before, and I try not to be repetitive like him, like O'Leary with Toby. Um, but I, I have to send Rob Manfred to jail again. Spring training supposed to start in six days. Um, the the Major League Baseball Players Association. And the owners are nowhere near a deal. Um, there are a shit ton of free agents out there just waiting to not go to the Phillies. And <laughs> it's just very, very disheartening as the calendar has flipped into February. Usually football, like Super Bowl time, that's when I start to get excited about spring training. I'm, I'm putting myself at Citizens Bank Park at a baseball game, and I'm in my element. And Rob Manfred refusing to be reasonable with the players um, is a reason why I'm sending him to jail. It's ridiculous. It's time to end the lockout. Uh, I'm getting sick of it. I'm getting tired of it. Uh, Major League Baseball hot stove season has been put on hold, which my desire to live has gotten less and less with each passing day of no agreement being uh, made with the union and the owners. So Rob Manfred's going to jail. Life sentence. So, I'm going to send someone that just has been many times before. It's not Tobias. He's actually been playing his ass off since How about the that? trade rumors. I actually just saw a great tweet about that. Um, somebody tweeted out, Mask LeBron, Hoodie Mello, Game 6 Clay, Bubble AD, involved in trade discussions, Tobias. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because he actually just put up uh, 34 in the game, or 30, sorry. Embiid put up 34. Wow. Um in the loss of the Suns. And I'm going to put Doc in jail because he fucking blew another lead tonight. Uh, he's done it. To be like, fair. Twice in the last week. The Suns are a much that. better team than the Sixers. 
Yeah, but when you have like a 14 point lead in the third quarter, you shouldn't blow that. No. And they fucking blew it and just lost 114-109 to a team that was essentially playing down to them, realistically playing down to them. With Vincent Pathoil and Eric Creighton in attendance, by the way. It's all their faults, honestly. So I blame. No, it's like Doc apparently um, took out Joel, Maxie, and Toby all at the same time because he doesn't know how to stagger lineups, even though he's been in the league for goddamn how many years now? I don't even remember how many years. A lot of years. Um, Many, many years. Somehow as a ring. <laughs> Which PSM, by the way, your measurement of sta- your standard of measurement is kind of uh, okay. getting thrown off here. No, but uh, <laughs> it's an anomaly. That's what it is. <laughs> but uh, talk to me when Darren Morey gets a ring. I mean, Andy only has one ring. He has a ring. One. He has a ring. Yeah, so should have not. two. They, Bill Belichick <laughs> cheated his ass off in that first fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, but besides the point, um, Doc is just one of the dumbest coaches I've ever seen in my life. He's not good at managing lineups. His voice um, is very annoying. Uh, that's just, yeah, okay. What's um, up? I'm Doc Rivers. <laughs> like, what the hell's the matter I, with I him? I mean, like, I think, honestly, the biggest move of Daryl Morey's career would actually be firing Doc and just eating the salary. He ain't doing and that. And finding a new coach. I feel well, like I mean, Doc is... He's not going to do that because he's going against ownership, so... And Doc Rivers, I feel like, is... Like respected a shit ton throughout the league, which is bizarre to me, because he's known he to, is and he he's is known to be a choke like, artist in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, that's he's the got one thing. ring. He's respected as a person. Yeah, definitely. But he's, he's not a I think great he's, coach. Yeah, he's he's an okay coach. In my he's good at getting you into the playoffs. He's yeah, not best and then like he chokes coaching you through them. He's like Ben Simmons. He chokes <laughs> yeah, in the playoffs. Regular season coach. Uh, and, and that's, I wouldn't even say he's a good regular season coach. Honestly, I mean with the Sixers, he certainly hasn't been. But I, I mean, he has been. No, but I mean, whatever. But a lot of that's c- because of Joel Embiid. I will say this, though, about Ben Simmons. This guy chokes in the playoffs. His coach is known to choke in the playoffs. His coach also coddled the fuck out of him for no reason. I'm just saying. Get rid of both of them. Dump them both. I'm with you. That'd be fucking phenomenal. Dump them both. And, and hire Jay Wright. Hire Jay Wright to be the <laughs> coach not of your Philadelphia Villanova. 76ers. He will not leave Villanova. I, I actually know, know Jay God. Wright. I actually know him. That's great. I met him twice at the Narberth basketball courts. Phil Martelli's better. And he shook my hand. I like. I actually met Phil Martelli, too. I'm family friends with him. Really? Yeah. You just try to one-up me with everything. I mean, it's true. Uh, by the way, Phil Martelli's head in person is very shiny. It is. Very, very shiny. He's also a man. He's really cool. Oh, yeah, he's cool. Yeah, I did a, believe it or not, I did a... Back in the day, a basketball summer camp at St. Joe's uh, University, and How'd it that was go for you? it was run by Phil Martelli, and he talked to us, and he was like, "Hey, Seamus," because I told him my name was Seamus. He goes, "I like that <laughs> name, Seamus." And right. he he did one of those like typical Italian dad jokes whenever they meet me. Ah, uh, you're 100 percent Italian, aren't you? Like one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And little Shams was like, no, I'm 50%. Yeah. And he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> I was well, actually, actually, I was actually starstruck by Phil Martelli because. <laughs> by Phil? Yeah, because <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because when I was in grade school, like a lot of the kids that I hung out with um, were huge college basketball fans. Villanova fans, St. Joe's fans. Yeah, it goes with the territory. So like we used to go to a lot of those games. And I'd be like, yo, who is this bald guy? And it was Phil Martelli. And I met him. And he knows my name. Profound story. <laughs> Phil Martelli, he'll he'll always get a pass in my book if he ever does so anything. Taylor, wrong. are you sending anybody to jail? Uh Seamus first, Neil Young take. <laughs> what what exactly was my you Neil Young? He said his music is horrible. Um it it is. No. It's not. It's pretty bad. It's not horrible. It's, not. it's bad. It's I like rocking in the free world. I think it's great. 
Cinnamon Girl's a great song. You probably don't even know that song. Um, I've, been, I, I've been listening to him since I was like 10. Cinnamon Girl's great. Yeah. Uh, Rockin' in the Free World. Old Man is way overrated. Basically, you have an opinion about an artist when I know you haven't listened to his whole discography. Uh, no, I haven't listened to every single song that Neil Young has recorded. Correct. Yeah. But based on what I've heard, he's underwhelming. You said horrible. Well, maybe <laughs> I... say horrible. <laughs> I think his voice is horrible. Okay. That's just my opinion. Like, I wouldn't go to a Neil Young show. I feel like it'd be sick to go to a Neil Young show. Vince Quinn went to one, you do which I was totally surprised by. I mean, wouldn't you want to just, like, get psychedelic at a Neil Young show? I would just go see Fish. I actually like Fish better than I like Neil Young. Oh. What the hell's his name? I forget his name. His first name. Oh, my God. The the lead singer of Fish. Oh, oh, oh. oh, What the hell's his name? And he looks like a fucking weirdo, but he he does. Just grow up and listen to The Dead. It's so much better. Oh, I love The Dead. I went through a Grateful Dead phase. I do like The Dead so much better than Fish. Fish kind of stinks. No, but I'm not a huge fan of them, I'm going to be honest. My cousin loves them. Uh, A couple of my friends love them, like are diehard fans, and I'm just like... No. Like, I'd rather listen to The Dead, and even then, I'd rather listen to something a little quicker. Here's a cool thing about Fish, though. And when I went through a fish phase, and I say fish phase, I only like really listened to them for three days, and I was like, "All right, they're pretty good." And then I moved yeah, on. When you listen to a band, you listen yeah, to like everything. every song yes. on repeat Correct. for three days straight. Yes. So you getting into them is a little more yeah. than anybody else doing it for. But three I days. also, <laughs> but I'll when I'm in that mode, I'll also look at a lot of like live concerts. Naturally, you. I'm a do. big live version guy, as I Pat Doyle somehow like always brings up. Uh, in a negative context, because well, you and your dad will sit there and blast it for hours on end while he's oh, you're that guy at the nothing. party. Yeah, I mean, I like it, <laughs> yeah, but um, okay. he I is s- that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, stumbled- I know, I know exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I stumbled. That's why he's not allowed on Oxford most parties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I stumbled upon a um, fish concert from I think it was two thousand early two thousands, and they opened the show with um, uh, a Rolling Stones song, and then they said. Okay, now we're going to do the entire Exile on Main Street album. And I watched it, and it was amazing. It was awesome. It was so cool. And I, I said to myself, if these guys, like, worship the dead so much, they should, like, uh, give some credit to the Stones, because Jerry Garcia was a big Stones fan. Damn right. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I, highly, correlation. I highly recommend you listen to that concert. No, I'm yeah. good. You don't want to see Their fish. Their concerts are like 10 hours long. Yeah, yeah, I know. You don't want to see fish do <laughs> rocks off or tumbling dice. I'd rather nah. listen to Grateful Dead. Yeah. If I'm trying to get that. What's your favorite Grateful Dead song? Uh, Shakedown Street. Used to be the heart of town. You know what? You know what's funny? My dad's favorite Dead song is Shakedown Street. Yeah, it's great. Don't tell me this town ain't got no heart. Just got to poke around. Well, well, well. You can never tell. Fen- phenomenal. I think I gotta um, go with Friend of the Devil because my I grew up with my dad playing that's it all the great, time. That's a great. That's a classic. I fucking love that song. Tom Petty's cover of it is phenomenal. Never heard it live version, but it's on. But it's on the Tom Petty. That's why I haven't heard it. <laughs> but it's on the Tom Petty live anthology, which to me is one of the best live records ever. Um, my favorite Grateful Dead song. In case you're wondering, Taylor, I wasn't. Okay, <laughs> I have two. One A, Bertha. Bertha's phenomenal. That's Don't you come around here anymore? And number one B is. Literally the same, almost the same beat and almost the same guitar riff as Bertha, and that would be Touch of Grey. Yeah. A little later. What Touch about, Grey uh, is great, yeah. That was their resurrection song where they came Jones. back. High on Cocaine. I love it. Driving that train. My top three is probably... 
Trucking's uh, awesome too. Trucking's phenomenal. They have so many good songs. Honestly, we could go on forever. And I think Jerry uh, Garcia is a treasure. Is an American oh, yeah. treasure. I mean, just everything he did from his art to his singing to his guitarist, like there's his guitar, like he was just an incredible person. You know what's funny about the Jerry Garcia band? Um, <laughs> his saxophone player was Clarence Clemens. I, I was. I had a feeling you were going to oh say that. God. I didn't know it. I didn't know that, but I really just had a feeling. All right, let's wrap this that. up. Yeah. And by the we're way, it's about that time. <laughs> P.S. And by the way, as you like to say, Pat. P.S. And by the way, that's like one of Pat's isms. Um, you? Yeah. I've never heard you He say always that. says it. I never, I don't think I really say it on the podcast. I'll no. say it like in when I'm talking to people. Or in group chats. You've done it in group chats. All right, but for real though, guys, uh, we're going to keep doing those spaces on Thursday nights, 930 I'm not PM, done yet, dude. Uh, from the nosebleeds after dark, so please check your calendars. Listen to Shavis' sure bad takes. By the way, <laughs> we had a great time on Thursday. We got into a spirited debate about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yep. on Spaces, and I got attacked by every angle, and uh, that only made me stronger. I think you were just contrarian be contrarian. That's nah, what felt I like. was pretty, pretty tipsy, but needless to say, we'll see you on Thursday. By the way, great song. Rock and Roll Will Never Die. Thank you guys. Have a great one. And he mentions Johnny Rotten. We'll see you next week. Never die.